friends, welcome to the Grateful Thread Podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. Pull up a seat, because you can always sit with us. We're your hosts. I'm Lacey of Messy Quilts. I'm a t-shirt quilter, and I love naps. I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio. I'm fluent in like five languages and can probably speak to you in like a, as like a toddler, um, but like not in any specific one. You have to combine them into like this like muddled multi-language <laughs> language. So yeah, that's that's us. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, humble brag. I know like 15 words in every language. <laughs> Is it because of the app you use? Duolingo. Duolingo. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't that where you have to like, you have to do it every day to keep your streak going? Yeah. I mean, you could not do it every day, but that just makes you a psychopath because once you get on a streak, you're in competitive mode. Yeah. Like I'm getting really close to a 365 day streak. Oh yeah. And like missing a day would just be detrimental to my mental health. (laughs) Not because I like it, but because like having that streak go away would just probably put me in a grave. Yeah. (laughs) Keep up with the Duolingo. Um, Before we get started, I wanted to take a quick moment and read one of your reviews. Um, This is from 23Soul on Apple Podcasts. What a great podcast to introduce a a new generation to quilting and creating and building friendship cultures. Oh, thanks so much for leaving that. We need those so bad. So yes. make sure you're leaving those Apple reviews. If you have an Apple device, you are our golden listener. Mm-hmm. And we really, 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 really need your help. Um, Apple is the only one that accepts written reviews. And that's just kind of like the golden standard for metrics. Mm-hmm. Well, and the reviews can help us see what you like. And yeah. it just keeps us going. I like to think that I'm not, I don't need that for my ego, but I do. Yeah, I like seeing the new ones come in and <laughs> like, I just need it because this is just a little side project and I just, I'm really loving it and I want to keep going. Yeah. So our goal is to get 55 stars and once we reach that, we'll, we will be making a quilt to auction off and donate. Yep. I'll make it and Lacey will long arm it and we will auction it off to a good cause. We haven't decided yet, but I think yep. we'll know once we get closer. Yep. So And I think we're half there. there. Yeah. But we're getting there pretty quick. Yeah. Um, another way we can connect, if you share a selfie in your stories and let us know what, you up to, what you're up to while you listen, make sure to tag us at Grateful Thread Podcast on Instagram and hashtag you can sit with us. Yeah, we want to see your beautiful faces, so take those selfies. Yeah, so for today's episode, we're so excited to host and introduce you to our second podcast guest. And I think these interviews are becoming a favorite part of this for me. Oh, for sure. It's been really fun to meet new people that I wouldn't talk to otherwise and hearing stories. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Hey, Threadheads. Today we have a guest that's been making waves in the quilting world by creating quilts and pattern designs that bring us back to the era of Barbara Walters, the moon landing, and the end of the war in Vietnam. Like her signature colored palette, she radiates joy and warmth into our quilting community, but has recently taken these gifts to a new level on her brand new podcast, Thread and Therapy, where she centralizes on the popular Instagram hashtag, quilting is my therapy, and she counters, therapy is my therapy. Friends, please welcome Maud McDonald, aka the Retro Quilter. Yay! <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> so Thank glad. you so much. That was quite the intro. Thank you. I'm a prep. <laughs> yeah, just prepper. <laughs> prepper. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. Okay. So Maud, Hey, start us off. Tell me about you kids, life, you know, the, the basics. Okay. So I'm Maud McDonald. I live in Niagara region in Canada. I'm Canadian. I have two, well, they're smallish children. They're six and eight. Um, previously I was a hairdresser, a bartender. So I guess that's like all of my therapist skills that I have right Bartender, there. yeah, check. <laughs> therapist, check. <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I started quilting in 2019 and just haven't stopped since basically, yeah. Like that's pretty new. That is new. Um, but how would you describe your style and what sets it apart from general quilters in the quilting community? So I like to think that my style is modern, um, but with a definite and even deliberate retro flair to it. Um, like in my name, the retro quilter, I'm a little obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my home is retro. I love thrifting. I love all of, all of retro style vibes, all of it. Um, and that comes out in my fabric choices, my designs, everything. So, and it just makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's incredible stuff. You do, you, you radiate joy just even from your Instagram page as I was stalking you last week. Yeah. So. Bright and sunny. <laughs> yes. So it's fun. so great. And the world needs it. Um, okay. So I think we need to ask you about your love for vintage. When did this start and how, how do you think it's developed over the years? Um, so I would say, my dad. My dad is probably the root reason of why it began. Um, he was, he was a hippie. Um, <laughs> he's got so many stories. It's crazy. Like he'll be like, oh yeah, I saw Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah. I saw David Bowie. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, you know, you look at these pictures and it just, everything looks so fun and free and cool and I picked up on all of that from my dad and um also at the same time growing up we got a lot of hand-me-downs from um grandparents and I didn't realize the the gems that we had you know as, like I, re I remember having like a surfboard teak table coffee table <laughs> stunning what I wouldn't give for that <laughs> right <laughs> And then so, Facebook marketplace is like, that'll be $4,000, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Right now, you know, but like, I don't know, it was just, it was always round. And so I feel like that style has vintage has a lot of nostalgia. And with nostalgia brings a lot of comfort too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so like, what are some of your all time favorite finds I know you thrift and that kind of stuff do you have okay, a favorite so I, uh, well I can't not not buy a vintage sheet <laughs> oh my gosh same I I de-stashed when we moved but I was hoarding those okay yeah, yeah. sheets you'd appreciate my hoard then because it yeah. is it's it's a collection I have a whole cabinet of vintage sheets I just started cutting into like a, a, a classic Wabasso sheet mm -hmm. 
Oh, it was, a, it was very stressful, but yeah. I did it, and I'm really excited about what I've made with it. Um, yeah, but uh, I can't. I like if I see a vintage sheet, like I have to buy it. Um, one thing that I've always wanted to get was like those terrariums. So I'll show you. My husband bought me like a mini one. Oh. <laughs> And so okay. this is a tabletop training for plants and stuff. The brand is called like Potive or something of this sort. But yeah, if you were to find like an actual old one, that would be like. Listeners, think gumball machine. Yep. So yeah, I actually cool. did a gumball yeah. machine to like, yeah, terrarium. Like a few years ago, it got all moldy. Don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that like, thing's awesome they they're they're like basically finding you know a lottery ticket yeah like it, you can't find them but they're they're insanely cool that's yeah. super cool that's <laughs> wish list. um and then so what is your design process like and how do you get inspired to go about creating patterns um so I mean I'm I'm primarily uh, inspired by retro, mostly mid-century kind of kind of vibe. So, um, patterns like fabric patterns, furniture, architecture, um, even certain styles within those um, those decades, like atomic brutalism, uh, those types of things are really really interesting to me. Um, and like, I just love thrifting. So I find and see all these really cool things and it just, they inspire me. So there's plenty to be inspired by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those thrift stores are incredible. Yeah. Um, so what is the most important element of quilting, the quilting process to you? Do you feel? Um, to enjoy it. Yeah. To enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that I don't, prefer you know like who really loves to baste a quilt I've yet to hear anybody <laughs> I love crawling it. around like a spider <laughs> you know like I hate buying like you do it yeah. uh -huh. you know yeah. you do it because you you are excited about the next phase you want to keep it going and you want to see that progress um but there has been times you know when you are quilting and you're like why am I doing this this isn't as fun as I thought and that's where I, that's where I don't want to be. I want to be enjoying myself from start to finish. And if I'm not, then I know something's got to give, I got to take a break or something or other, you know, that's yeah. so good. That's such good advice. Yeah. So true. <laughs> uh, what were your early days of quilting? Like oh you my God, four yeah. years ago, yeah, just four years ago, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, it was, it was, it was a hot mess. So, um, Initially, I started sewing um, by making my kids little outfits out of um, men's t-shirts and stuff. And uh, I just, I, I decided to make a quilt for my dad, a t-shirt quilt. And I was like, how hard could that be? I work with t-shirts. It is fine, right? Oh my goodness. Everything is so jacked. Uh <laughs> this is a t-shirt quilter right yeah. here. Right? Oh, I could have used a lot of um, helpful hints from you. Guys. I, that's, a big, that's a big undertaking for the first quilt too. That's and a people lot. really don't understand that. They're like, oh, how hard could it be? Well, and why is it so expensive? Yeah. yeah. Like, your, your quilter 
can you make me a t-shirt quilt? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. And it's like, there's, there's so many more steps that go to it. They are really a beast of their own. Um, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I think I used like five straight pins to base the whole darn thing. Like I didn't know. I didn't even have it. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, <laughs> it was terrible, but I did it and I loved it. That's so fun. That's so fun. So at which point did you transition from like, I'm quilting to I'm turning this into a business? Was it like a, you know, overnight thing? Um, yes and no. I mean, I kind of, I started off as many of us do with like, you know, you're making quilts and, and for your friends and your family and things like this. And you're not, well, I didn't make any money doing that because I mean, I'm like, I don't want to charge my friends and family <laughs> and you're never really going to get what a quilt's worth in my opinion. Um, so, but like quilting's expensive. It's really, really expensive. So just to even cover the costs, I needed to figure out a way how to make some, some money. And when I kind of got tired of um, making other people's styles that weren't really lighting me up, um, I went searching for stuff that did light me up and I wasn't really finding that. So that's when I was like, oh, there's a, there's a gap here and maybe I could fill it and make a little bit of money so I can sort of support my habit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Habit is the correct term. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it came out of necessity. Otherwise, like, cause I, I couldn't afford it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, a lot of us are in that boat because again, for me, I, you know, I'll throw a couple t-shirt quilts together and it can pay for the quilt that I want to make, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, yeah. so what urged you to start your podcast and what do you hope to accomplish with it? Okay, so um, this is kind of wild because I had been thinking, I don't know, in relative terms about doing a podcast for a little bit, more or less because I like to talk a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I like how podcasts can create a sense of community and and feedback and all of that. So I had sort of this you know, maybe I'll do it one day, but I didn't really have any ideas of what. Um, and then there was we'll say a tragedy that happened in the news and it really, really affected me. And I decided to go on Instagram and talk about it and talk about my depression and how it sort of triggered me and how like I just just threw me right into the deep end kind of thing. And I, I remember being so nervous about it because being vulnerable in any sort of realm is really nerve wracking. Um, but from that, I had people message me and say, I feel like this, I have depression. I, I, I can relate you know, and I was like, holy crow. Okay. <laughs> we've been um, nodding the whole time. Yeah, if you haven't like, noticed. Yeah, been, right. <laughs> you know? Our listeners can't see us, but we're all just nodding. Absolutely. Yeah. You're hitting it on the head. Right. Well, and so that, that's, that's where it came from. It was like, oh my, like, of course we all have our own reasons, our own whys and our own stories. And 
so many of us use quilting um, as a therapeutic measure, as a coping device, um, or even just simply as like a best friend that's there for us, you know, to help us through. So um, that's, that's where it came from. Yeah. And then Elizabeth Chapel of Qu Quilters Candy, she's a friend of mine and helped me out with stuff. She actually named it. <laughs> oh, she did. How great. She's like business lady. Yeah. How great. Yeah. Well, it's she's a such a girl boss. Yes, yeah, she is a girl yeah. boss. She's, she's incredible. Brilliant, so. mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so like, like stigmatized depression wise. Um, and then speaking of stigmas, you shared in your first episode on your podcast, like just this beautiful, raw and brave vulnerable story about your mom um without giving the whole entire story episode away so that they go and listen to the full episode do you want to share a bit about that yeah so um again it was me being very vulnerable and <laughs> yeah. it was very scary but um so my mother is a paranoid schizophrenic and um to summarize, there's a lot of stigma around a lot of mental illness, especially, you know, schizophrenia. Um, and our relationship, to summarize, we have just not been able to bond as, uh, as I don't want to say normal, but a lot of other mother-daughter relationships. Right, that like, typical parent-child. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, growing up, we didn't, we didn't really have a strong relationship. And so, um, she, when I told her that I had discovered quilting, it was her that gave me my first pattern and my first project. It was, I made her like a first, um, my first quilt using a pattern, a trip around the world. And she let me use her sewing machine and I had to clean it all off. And she had to show me how to thread it and all of this and stuff. And all of a sudden, we had something to talk about, like of genuine interest. And, you know, here we are decades down the line and, and we're now bonding. And so um, that was something I never saw coming. Like I never, when I started quilting, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to bring me and my mom closer. I never thought that was going to happen. <laughs> no, it was just such a nice silver lining. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your first episode definitely resonated with me. I've had uh, some troubles with my mom in the past and the the way that we've come together in quilting in the quilting room has really solidified our relationship in a way that I never thought possible. So I think that you're going to resonate to a lot of people yeah. with that. It was a beautiful story. So thank you. And I'm like, so I'm so glad to hear that because, you know, these are things that, I mean, we're adults. I kind of wrote it off. Like this right. is, this is our relationship, yeah. you know? And so to have this beautiful surprise of like, oh, I am getting closer with my family member that I didn't think that that was mm -hmm. possible. Yeah. Um, it also gives you a different perception of like, what else is possible, you know? Absolutely. And just yeah. opening yourself up to that. So yeah, well said. I hope our listeners go over to listen to that first episode. Yeah. It's beautiful. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so I'm guessing that uh, creativity was a bit of an escape for you with all this. Um, and it probably still is. So during your childhood, what were ways that you look back and see what's really important? See this really important piece of you developing. Um, okay, hang on. Let me look over my note here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so um, it's being creative has definitely always been an escape for me. Um, you know, growing up with a schizophrenic mother, there were certainly times that, um, you know, you wanted an escape. Um, but I've always just gravitated towards art and like, do you remember, I don't know how old you guys are, but I would always ask for those art kits for Christmas that was like full of, you know, markers and pencil crayons and yeah. like all that stuff. It would be like in a little suitcase kind of thing. Or yeah, it wasn't art if you didn't also have a briefcase. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just like so pumped I'm getting that thing like every dang year um but I've also realized that like I need to be creative I feel like I have to do it every day it's or like it's like an itch that I need to scratch that I just have to do um for my own well-being and my own mental health um yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, right like I remember being in some jobs and stuff that you know did not really allow me to have a creative sense of myself and it just felt very suffocating and so like going through those motions it really reassured me of like no I have to be creative I need to be creative most of the time or I just, I just feel like I'm drowning. Basically. I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. look out mom's mom's hasn't so mom hasn't made anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's so true. So growing up with your mother, dealing with that form of schizophrenia and now being an adult with children, how does that affect your parenting and ways that you nurture your children and bond with them this is well that's that's really tough um so I would say it makes me feel insecure it makes me wonder um as I think most parents do am I doing a good enough job am I giving my child everything that they need um, but I think when you don't have um, like a solid role model to compare that to, those doubts are louder. Right. Um, and so that that would be, I think, my biggest insecurity with how I was brought up to how I am now. Wow. So good. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, okay. So going back to with your mom connecting, you and your mom connecting through quilting, um, tell me specifics of how it, how it looks now being connected. Like what, what's a typical day like with her? Like I know with me and my mom, when we sew, she's typically the ironer and I'll be the sewist and, you know, and it's interesting the conversations we have end up having being in the yeah. sewing. Do you guys have a specific way you do things together or what's that like? So we actually don't really sew together. She also, she's primarily a knitter. Oh. Um, but since I've been in quilting. She's, she's gotten into quilting a lot more. Um, <laughs> so basically how it looks is when I go over to her house, she's got a stack of quilts, stack of whatever that she needs me to review 
and give my opinion on and what have you like how do how should I quote this so okay this is what I think white color thread this is what I think and then when she comes over she basically goes shopping in my fabric stuff that's what it was like. <laughs> And so then um, at some point I have to take her out and say, okay, we're going to the, the quilt shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your own personal LQS here. <laughs> so yeah, fun. but it's fun. It's nice. And it's nice to see like, um, I don't know. It's, it's nice to see her reaction when I show her what I'm working on because I'm still her child and I still want her to be proud of me and all that. So she just sits here and she goes, I don't believe, how did you do this? How are you so nervous? And whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think that approval is powerful. It is. And I think we all, and you said it perfectly. I think we're all still just their children. We still, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, 39, by the way. <laughs> officially today and and I still think you just need that you're an amazing from your mom you know you yeah. just need it so yep absolutely yeah so okay so we'll go back to the future and <laughs> I wanted to ask how you see the quilting industry evolving I think we talk about that quite a bit on this podcast mm -hmm. and we're kind of curious what you're like vision for it is and where you see yourself fitting in um so what I think is happening is that that people who are quilting um or the quilt industry is getting younger which is really really cool um like even my kids show an interest in quilting because I quilt you know like they take my scraps and make little designs or like, you know, even if I'm on EQ8, they, they made me, oh my goodness, I'll have to show you or something somehow, but they made a quilt design. They did it together. And I swear the intricacies of this thing. And then they turn around and go, mom, can you just make it? And I'm like, that would take me like 20 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like hand woven fabric <laughs> oh my gosh but like they're interested and they want to do it and they want to they want to be around it and I just think that's so cool um and so I think that's that's the direction of where it's going now however I also feel like there is currently a very narrow stereotype of the typical quilter um and so because of that, I feel like a lot of people, they don't feel like they fit in, whether it's um, color, body, body type, preferences, whatever. Um, and I hope, it's my hope that that changes because really anyone can quilt, right? right? You know, yeah. so that's, that's where I hope it goes and, and that people feel welcome because they should. Oh, so good. Um, so then piggybacking off that, what are your hopes for the quilt community and placing a higher value on mental health in relation to mental health? Well, I think like with anything, um, if you talk about it, you dismantle it, right? So the more you talk about mental health, the less power that it has over you, you know, like, um, the less taboo it becomes the, the more connected people feel and like that's even 
what I've found with thread and therapy already, just in the few episodes, is the the outpour of people reaching to me and the guests of saying, I don't feel alone now, right. you know? And so like, that's, that's where I was going with it was I wanted to create that community um, or at least that was my hope. And it kind of floored me how it's already happening. So, right, so you're much. like episodes in and each one already has been just so different. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, there's this huge array of things that we're all struggling with. And we all just have this love for quilting that we use to break down that, that emotion and that heaviness, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But like with anything, like even if you guys were to talk to each other about anything that was bugging you, as soon as you talk about it, you feel better. You feel lighter. doesn't matter if it's resolved. You just feel better about it. <laughs> cool. Just you schedule know. us for your next episode. We have <laughs> yeah. lots of stuff to spew back to you. <laughs> no, and I, and I love your hashtags. Your quilt, quilting is my therapy and therapy is my therapy. I think getting that stigma of therapy out, you know, having people get help when they need yeah. it. Yeah, because like that, that sometimes talking isn't enough, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes medication is required and then like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I just, I just feel very passionate about like, do what you got to do and every, I don't know, just accept people. I was taught the golden rule very young and it stuck with me, you know, (laughs) but I don't think a lot of people have been taught that rule. So we need to remind people of that rule. (laughs) right my kids are sick of hearing it let me tell you <laughs> like, that's enough mom okay mom <laughs> right yep. yes mom we know what it is <laughs> all right well we've taken so much of your time and we're so grateful to have had you join us today um we will of course be linking mod's podcast thread and therapy and her instagram handle in the show description and i truly urge you to add her show to your listening list Maude, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, Just thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. And I'm really enjoying your podcast, listening to it as well. The name, okay, honestly, like, you know that that was just <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's thank so you. good. Oh, so good. yeah. <laughs> but but um, yeah, thank you so much. And I will be hopefully seeing you guys at QuiltCon. Yes, yes, we will be there. We will be there and catch us on the socials. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah, it's going to be thank awesome. <laughs> All right. Bye. Gosh, that was so fun talking to her. Yeah. I love this focus on mental health. So many of us are using quilting for this outlet, and it's a big reason why we started this podcast. Yeah, for sure. And I just love how the community's growing and getting younger and. All the podcasts. Go listen to hers next. Line it up. Mm-hmm. The more the merrier. Yep. Mental health and quilting. Uh, in fact, yesterday I was sewing and crying at my machine. So <laughs> if you're sewing and crying right now, I, I see you. <laughs> Virtual hug. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's next? Um, we have a merch page up. Ew. Um, it's on www.thegratefulthreadpodcast.com under the merch tab. And Ashlyn is constantly adding new designs there. So make yeah. sure you check back often and get your shirts ordered. I'm having so much fun with it, guys. And every time we get an order, we like Marco Polo. We're like, yes! <laughs> Scre- so fun! Screenshot and send it back to you. And you're like, yeah, I know. I saw it too. Yeah, I got the email too. <laughs> it's so exciting. I love it so much. Um, another opportunity that we are 
adding, this is the first you guys will be hearing about it, um, we are adding sponsorships. Um, instead of going through like an ad service, we wanted to start really small and grassroots and offer it to small businesses. Mm -hmm. I think owning a small shop, especially a handmade shop, is really difficult and you often can't even compete with the larger businesses and entities and figuring out how and when to get ad space, you know, it's just kind of a mess. So we have created this option on our website to sponsor individual podcast episodes. So if you are a small business, um, it has to be quilting related. Um, we want to lift up your business and bring you some much needed attention in the quilting community. Yeah, absolutely. It's under the sponsor tab on our website that I just mentioned next yeah. to merch. Um, and there's a fillable form that you'll fill out and then we'll review it. Yeah. And we, and we'll get in touch with you yeah. about and those. I mean, they're more affordable because they're just like one-off episodes. You can sponsor mm -hmm. one, 10, however many. So we, we wanted to make that possible. Um, and like, as we're growing, I think that's going to be a constant probably. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just really important to us. We're small business owners ourselves and we're just giving opportunity that we wish existed for absolutely us as well. Yep. I'm excited for that to see what comes in. All right. Um, you can find myself, Ashlyn at urban dwell studio and me at messy quilts and our amazing guest Maud McDonald at the retro quilter on Instagram. Bye, Bye threadheads. podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. Don't forget that we need your help in reaching our goal of 55 star ratings and would so appreciate if you could take 10 seconds of your time to click those five stars and leave a comment. Tell us in your review how long you've been quilting. We'll make it easy and we want to actually know this about you. So leave a very quick rating and review and we will hopefully share it in a future episode. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. 